What's up, Doom Nation? We are back once again with another Doomed Review. What's up, Skags? You want to tell uh, the people what we're reviewing today? Yes, sir. Episode five of House of the Dragon called Light the Way. We are reviewing five, this. Yep. Five weeks into this, man. I know, right? Time That's, flies, doesn't it? Holy shit. Yep. So we, uh, we're reviewing this the day after. Uh, and I can tell you right now, watching it the day after, I watch it for a second time. So my review will maybe be a little bit more detailed this time. I kind of give it like a breakdown of scene by scene because, uh, mm. you know, you watch something for the first time and you want to just watch it. And then we kind of usually just spitball right after that. Come on here and say what we think. So it'll be a little bit detailed, more detailed. Yeah, this time. I, I personally only have time to watch it once. So, yeah, I get it. So, yeah, uh, episode five, it starts off with Lady Rhea Royce in the Vale, uh, same place that uh, Peter Baelish and uh, and whatnot were from in uh, Game of Thrones. And uh, Damon, he confronts her there. And uh, I'm not sure what really happened here. He uh, goes to, like, grab her horse. She goes to grab her bow. It looks oh. like she goes to make the first move. And uh, the horse jumps. She falls backwards. And boy, what a gruesome way to go. Yeah. Um. I I watched it. I even rewound it because I was like, what happened? Like, I feel like he showed up to kill her. Right. Like, I feel like he showed up with bad intentions, but then like a freak accident happened and he was kind of like, oh, what right. a coincidence. All right. Well, we're done here. <laughs> Never let a good crisis go to waste. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and then he smashes in her head with a rock. So at least, you know, he finished the job yeah, i guess you could job, say yeah. i i think the show also i mean the the book perhaps i don't remember exactly left a little bit amb- ambiguous so what exactly occurred um so so i think i like it when uh like shows will then take an opportunity to kind of like expand on something that happens mm-hmm. in a book like hard home in uh, i don't know if you remember hard home in game of thrones where the night king like attacked the the uh, wildlings and john snow right. was there like that was only like rumored in the book but the show kind of gave you it. that's like somewhere where it, shows yeah can fit in well to yeah. like book lore stuff give you give a little bit uh, extra so uh after that we head to Driftmark, uh and it's castle high tide and uh we're, we're heading there with the king viserys uh we see that the king has a new hand uh his lo- his name yep. is lord lionel strong i like him he's funny he's a strong hand yeah he's the strong hand yeah, he uh he seems to be uh giving the king the best advice out of anybody so far yeah and uh yeah so that's who's the new hand of the king i was interested in his so his son is the creepy one with the cane yeah we're gonna get to that yeah, yeah. okay so Butch. yeah i'm just gonna do it by order of scenes here and then yeah. you know i'll lay it out and then you comment on it after that we uh auto hightower is leaving king's landing mm-hmm. and uh, allison confronts him and tells him that uh you know look you better just like figure out what you want here because when renera becomes the queen she's gonna put your whole family to the sword to yep, uh, this- ensure her succession this was a uh this was a very good scene this was you know like it's time to wake up like you 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 know one of these two outcomes are going to happen like you need to figure out what's going to go on either get your husband to make either prepare your son to be the king or prepare for for war and she kind of does prepare for war yeah in a way to that and uh Aegon is kind of looming here in the background. Yeah. Uh there's going to be a flash forward here at some point and he's going to be a major character that we really haven't seen. Mm-hmm. Yet. We just kind of saw well, like well, the he's back still like of his what head. a 2 3 year old boy so. He's a little kid at this point. Yeah. But we haven't really seen him. Just kind of like the back of his head. They're, they're teasing him and one he's going to be a major player in the next part of the uh show here. 
Um, so I thought it was pretty cool to see like the Valerian castle a- after this, where, uh, you know, Corliss Valerian and everything. I mm-hmm. thought it was pretty funny. Corliss Valerian is like s- still super petty and he makes the king yeah. like walk all the way into the throne room, not even greeting him at the front door yeah. or anything like that. And then we must go over the stipulations. Yeah. Right. What will his name be? Yeah. So that was interesting. Right. Um, Yeah. You know, Carlos Valerian, they they, they make the proposition that we will marry Rhaenyra to uh, Lenor Valerian. And yeah, Carlos is like, well, what's what's the last name going to be? Yeah. Um, And I got to say, this was like a poo poo on your parade move. If I've ever seen one, he could have your last name for all of his life. But when he takes the throne, he shall be a Targaryen. I was like, good fucking for you, man. That was great. Yeah. I mean, this is also setting up how, you know, King Viserys is kind of breaking Westerosi tradition as well and naming a female heir to the throne. And then yeah. again, kind of breaking tradition again, where like the children eventually will take the name of the of the wife, not the husband. Yeah. And on top of it, if you also caught it, he said, Whoever the firstborn is, regardless of sex, will take that throne. Correct. So, so if they have a, if they have a daughter, there's going to be another queen. Yeah. So he's not only you know changing Westerosi tradition, but he's now changing Westerosi policy yeah. as the king. So he's gonna you know he's gonna uh, piss off a couple people here. Um, you know, Corlys Valerian, he was pretty happy, and him and Rainey's the you know his queen were were, were talking there, uh, and I, and I thought there was a pretty telling moment um, where. They are discussing, you know, that like Corliss's whole life essentially has been trying to right the wrong that happened at the first scene in the show mm-hmm. where uh, King Jaehaerys chose Viserys over Rain, or when it wasn't really King Jaehaerys, it was like the lords of the of Westeros kind of like voted on it, and they chose Viserys instead of Rhaenyra, and he said something along the lines of like, you know, it's it, it's basically been my life's work, so it's it's interesting to see a, a character come out. And just openly be like, yeah, you know, this whole time I've been looking to fuck over the king and overthrow him and make sure that my, you know, wife yeah. and my line is the one who takes power. That was interesting, I thought, because you almost never see that in Game of Thrones yeah. ever. Where, like a bad guy just tells you his intentions. No, that that was definitely a, a good scene. That whole back and forth between them. And then I also liked uh, how they went back and forth on their son's true nature, a.k.a. he's gay. Yeah, Corliss is not very progressive or understanding. No, no, he's like, he's going to grow out of it. Once he sleeps with a woman, that shit's over. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So that was interesting scene, too. Right. You know, uh, I I don't know what you think. Like it was. It was so sorry to interrupt you, but I that scene was the only scene that let me down. Because at first I was worried. I was like, oh, we're going to get some woke bullshit. And we really didn't. But uh, secondly, like I knew immediately where this was going. They were going to be like, the, you know, Rhaenyra's uh, and uh, Lenor. Lenor were going to come to an agreement and be like, you could bang your boy and I'm going to bang my boy after we have a kid. I, I, I saw that coming from a million miles away. Yeah, it's a political marriage, right? And I yeah. thought they did it. The, the conversation that they had on the beach was pretty well done. Yeah. They're talking about like what they like to feast on. So they didn't like explicitly really say it. But they were kind of like insinuating it. Yeah. And then you find out later in the next scene that he uh, the the night of kisses, I believe is called or something like that is uh, a gay name. Yeah. boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. So I think we, we also miss a scene of, of the the weird, creepy cripple guy. Yes. Um, talking to, um, yes, to Queen Alice. Alice, right? Yeah. yeah in, in the Godswood there. His name is uh, Laris Strong. So he is 
related to the hand of the king. Yes. As well. And From what I understand, it's his son. No, I believe so. Yes. Yeah. And he's kind of in there, man. He's kind of like already, you know, sowing discord. His first day, like his father's not even his first day on the job, his father's first day on the job and this lurking little I think we're all underestimating him because of the cane. And I think I'm sure you know about the character more than I do. But my prediction for it is he's going to be like, um, oh, who was. um, So I'll tell you, he's. He's like a little finger sort of. That's exactly. Honestly. I was going to yeah. say little finger. Little yeah. finger. Yeah. yeah. He's like a, a, another sort of little finger character. He's going to be more important as the, the, the years go on here. Yeah. And what else? So I thought it was interesting. They kind of introduced another character that's important, like and in, in halfway through the season. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he may has a couple other good, really good scenes uh, later on. Uh, let's skip on. So uh, on their way back from Driftmark, uh, Sir Kristen Cole kind of pops the question. It's basically yep. asked Rhaenyra to marry run away. Him run off into uh, freedom. What did you think of this scene? Because I thought there was more to it than met the eye, but I want to hear what you thought. First. It was a little simpy bitch move on his part. <laughs> I thought but... so. Definitely. Yeah, it was kind of weak. Yeah. <laughs> but um, like I got I get it. Like he loves her and like they actually, you know, we don't see it because time passes through, you know, between each episode and they they obviously have a thing and she is. She's thinking about him and what she wants to do and how she has to live her life moving forward. I knew they weren't going to run away. Um, she did shit on him because she he was like, I want to see where the uh, the the ships full of cinnamon go. And she's like, I don't need to No, She's she already knew where they went or something like that. Right. And she's like, I, very, I've been to those islands yeah. before. You know, it was a very elitist point of view. Yes. Like, you know, I know much more than you. I'm better than you. Uh, I, I think Rhaenyra has changed over the you know the, the course of the five episodes where she went from like mm-hmm. really not wanting to be in a position of authority and this like royal person to now like kind of accepting it and playing into it. I think also what what has to do with it is the uh, which is something that the show has introduced is like her knowing the uh, the prince that was promised prophecy about mm-hmm. the White Walkers and everything. Right. I think she understands that there's like a larger more important thing at stake and that she's that she thinks that she's important to and i think she she was about about to tell duty yes and i think she was about to tell him uh right at the end there where she met she made a comment about how like Aegon the conqueror you know Mm -hmm. came to westeros and united the seven kingdoms and then he runs away sir sir chris nicole she was about to tell him united the seven kingdoms in preparation to face a threat beyond the wall or something like that and and, you know, in typical simp boy move, he gets shot down and his entire life unravels yeah. and he can't stop himself yep. from unraveling it even further. Yeah. In the very next scene. simply amazing. Yeah. The very next scene. Yes. Right, he he, he uh, you know, they return to King's Landing and he's he's summoned by Queen Allison to questions him. And she gets like a confession she wasn't expecting. She was questioning <laughs> yeah. him, thinking, you know, about Damon Targaryen. Yeah. And he just goes all out, like you're saying, can't get out of his own way. And just yeah. admits she, that she was yeah. standing there going, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. And she was kind of disappointed, too, because yeah. it wasn't what she was looking for. Right? right. It was much more juicy and bad, I guess you could say, that Damon and and yes. Rhaenyra would have done something that Sir Kristen Cole, like every just queen fucks around the with bag, the King's man. Guard, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So. After that, man, the next scene, um, I, I won't delve too deep in it. It was, uh, it was uh, you know, we see that um, King Viserys is, is like not doing well um, in right. terms of his health. And he's there. And, you know, the, the macers are treating him and whatnot. 
And uh, man, he delivers like some poetic lines about like his legacy and you know what he could have oh, been yeah. had he been tested. With the hand- this was a good back and forth between him and, him and, and the, the new hand. hand. Yeah, and uh, there's been a- I got to hand it to Patty Constantine who's who's uh, playing King Viserys. Man, he's doing a great job. Uh, and some of those, some of these like one-on-ones he has with other characters, it's like you're you're watching poetry being yeah. written. That was one of those scenes. I thought that was that was great. I remember back in episode one, him and Damon had that scene in the throne room where he was like, "You, you know, like uh, you cut me so deep" or something like that. Like, there's been a lot of really good yeah. poetic lines that he's delivered those scenes and those lines perfectly in the show so far. Yeah, the one uh, that the hand said though, he's like, "Yeah, but you'll be known for ruling over peace." Which is kind of like the goal, you know, right? But, but, the, but, yeah. but right, who's remembered, right? Aegon the Conqueror, you know, yeah. uh, Magor the Cruel. Like those are the people who are remembered. Like the person who was like a good king and everyone got along and there was yeah. no trouble in his time. No one gives a shit about that yeah. king for the most part. It's kind of uh, you know humans, even in Westeros, are like uh, concentrated on negativity always. Uh, so after that, we head to the wedding feast, as they call it. And oh, I don't know boy. if you caught it, but did you see what they were all eating? uh pork they were eating crabs right really? no symbolic. i didn't i really didn't yeah. notice that at all we're eating a lot of seafood and crabs right it was uh, symbolic of that they defeated the, the yeah. you know the crab king or what, probably or the crabs that ate the men could be yeah <laughs> um you know you don't go to a wedding in westeros you just don't do yeah. it they're not the best idea no you know maybe you stay home you are svp but then you don't show up you yeah keep- you keep people, uh, you know, for, thrown for a loop. Uh, I like uh, your wheel fell off your wagon. The horse threw a shoe. Just don't fucking go. <laughs> and uh, I mean, this this thing starts off with uh, with Jason Lannister. And I mean, my God, he is an insufferable cunt. Uh, Jason. Lannister. Well, he's all pissy because he yeah. didn't get chosen by uh, Rhaenyra's. Yeah. I mean, his character is an insufferable cunt. She also just kind of really sticks it to him. And that scene. Yeah. that was pretty funny. I chose the best possible match or something like that. Like well, I mean, burning him. that's what Lannisters are. That's what Lannisters yeah. are, though. You know? And with that, Doom Nation, we'll be right back after a few messages. What's up, everyone? It's the two Doom men, and we're here to tell you about a partner of ours, the Patriot Cigar Company. The Patriot Cigar Company's story started with the idea of incorporating the love of cigars with the love for freedom and America. There is no better way to celebrate our love for our country and freedoms we cherish than smoking a premium cigar. After months of trying out different blends and working with master blenders, they created the Hellfire, TNT, Sidewinder, Moab, and Mark 48, which we have right here. Each cigar is made with premium tobacco, aged a minimum of three years in Nicaragua. You know, this is a true story. I had really fallen off smoking cigars for a while, and I just couldn't find anything that I enjoyed or wanted to sit through until I was introduced to the Patriot Cigar Company, and these are honestly some of the best cigars I've smoked in a long time. And the best part about it is you could go to MyPatriotCigars.com and use our promo code DOOMED to get 15% off your order. So if you're ready to enjoy a nice cigar, head on over to their website by using the link in our episode description below. Yep, I thought Damon coming into the uh, the room was pretty badass. Mm-hmm. He just quietly like appears in the doorway, walks in, doesn't say a word. Yeah, just sits down. The king just even, continuously a, gets interrupted. You know, wasn't even a chair for him. Yeah, get the chair. Yeah, I thought that was pretty badass uh, scene. Um, and then we have the uh, you know the king you know the, the Valerians come in, they sit down, and then the king starts to give his speech. 
And uh, I mean, this was pretty tense when he was giving it. I was like waiting for something to happen yeah. as, you know, weddings don't go well. And then he just stops. And I was even confused as to what's going on. Uh, and you see that Alicent is uh, standing at the door, interrupts the speech. She walks in all dramatic. Uh, and then the, the line of the of the episode is then delivered, in my opinion, at least by uh, what's his name again? Uh, the strong, the the uh, the son. What's his name here? That's Hightower's son. Yeah. Right? No, not Hightower's oh, son. Oh, um... the strong son, Larry yeah. Strong, the, the cripple guy. Yeah. Uh, he delivers, in my opinion, one of the best lines I've ever heard in Game of Thrones and, and in this episode, obviously. And he goes, the beacon on Hightower. Do you know what color it glows when Old Town calls its banners to war? Green. Green. That is a flawless, flawless line. And what he's talking about is you see Queen Allison's dress is green. Call the banners means like you're calling your men to get ready for mm -hmm. war. Old Town. We saw it once in Game of Thrones or twice. Uh, that is where the high towers are from. It has a giant, it literally has a high tower kind of uh, and, and has like a like a burning uh, thing on the top. So that's symbolic of Queen Allison has kind of like mm -hmm. chosen what side she's on. She's on the side of her family, the high towers. Yeah. And she just too. she can't stand the look at Rhaenyra's oh, anymore yeah. or even even Viserys now. Right? Yeah, like she's, you know, just done with them. Uh, even even the other high towers that were there. We saw the actual Lord of Hightower, who is her uncle. I believe, yeah. uh, and they were all wearing green as well. And they that, said, "We have your back." Yeah. Right. So that's all symbolic of of things to come. Like the the battle lines are uh, uh, being drawn. And then, man, you know, it, it got pretty interesting. For a while. the dance of dragons, literally took place for a little bit. Yeah. Renera and Lenor started, you know, this whole medieval dance custom. I thought that was yeah, pretty but, dope. Yeah, fuck the dance. What was interesting was. Uh, his little boyfriend, the night of kisses, like right away, like just, you know, uh, kicking the kicking the bucket, looking for drama, sniffing around the room. And he's like, I see it. It's that dude. That's who she's interested in. And it was a pretty smart move, because if you listen, he comes up to a uh, uh, Kristen Cole. Right? No, no. He goes up to um, his boyfriend. Who's getting married? Lenor. Lenor. There we go. He comes up to Lenor and he goes, well, she knows your secret. And now we know hers. Game of fucking thrones. Yeah, right. It's all everyone's always scheming against each yeah. other. Right. He's looking out for his man, you know, yeah. at the end of the day. And, and, you know, I thought it was honestly a pretty, pretty interesting scene. And it was like, a, you know, it was a pretty logical uh, play yeah. that he made. And he goes up to Sir Kristen Cole and he tells him, look, man, I found you out. Like, I know what's going on here. And he and he's honest with him, too. He's like, yeah, that's my guy, too. Yeah. And, you know, let's just work together here and we protect each other's secrets because we're kind of invested in this whole thing. Honestly, thought it was a logical take. Yeah, I didn't yeah. think it was that Until bad Sir of an Kristen idea. Fucking simp boyed yeah. it up and blew a fucking fuse. Yeah, um, which is just wild. Right. And that's why, you, you know, you never uh, trust a wedding at Game of Thrones. Um, I, you know, my uh, my wife thought it was a little bit weird, didn't understand why Sir Kristen blew a fuse. Um, obviously, he was upset. Right. About the whole thing. You know, the woman he loves is now getting married. I think yeah, also wait, like hold on. let's expand yeah. this scene for a second, because now Lenor's little sister is checking out Damon smoke show, by the way. Yes. Now. Yes. Woo! Completely yeah. gorgeous. Check yep. over There's, here. Yeah. King Viserys, man, no matter what decision he made, he was going to make the right decision if he yeah. went for the young girl or Allison. Both of them it turned out to be completely gorgeous. And um. She's now feeling Damon. Damon's feeling some type of way. Damon's sneaking back and working the room, talking to uh, 
Rhaenyra's and fucking Sir Kristen blows up. So now when they start screaming and all this stuff, it's because Sir Kristen started this fight, right? That's yeah. what started yeah. it. It looked okay. a little ambiguous, right? Because I think they yeah. know that, you know, you know, weddings don't go well. So they wanted right. to keep you on edge for a second there. I wasn't too sure how it all started, but then they were so focused on Sir Kristen just beating the shit out of him. I was like, he's the one that had to start this. Yeah, I, yeah. I think that's all it is. You know, he he blew a fuse. You know, he's a, a hopeless romantic, a simp boy who, uh, you know, he just had enough. And, you know, the uh, and he takes it out on the uh, the night of kisses there. And I mean, man, he really goes uh, pretty brutal. Kills him, yeah. beats him to death, beats him to death, smashes his face in, uh, which seems to be like a, a, a theme of this episode as well. Uh, people's faces faces getting smashed in. Uh, remember, Damon smashed in his wife's face mm-hmm. at the beginning of the episode, which, by the way, we forgot that part. Uh, he was confronted by uh, the cousin of the wife. Uh, oh, you know, who, yeah. Who, who accused him of um of killing uh you know his his wife, and I I, I got handed to Damon. Man, he's one of the best characters in the show. He completely yeah. flips the script on the guy, and it's like, yeah, you know, well, you know, I now stand to inherit everything, and uh, next time I come up there, keep in mind he's coming there with. Uh, with his dragon, right? Yeah. He's like, you know, I'm going to have a word with uh with your lady there and uh, see what's the deal. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny, man. Honestly. So, yeah, you know, um, and, you know, Damon and and so now uh, Rene- Ramir- Ramirez was almost kind of like ready to run away with Damon. You know, did she say to, something it's hard to get like a vibe? Yeah. Like, you know, if you want me take out your sword right now, yeah. You know, kill the king's guard and bring me to Dragonstone. Like, let's run away. Yeah, because it's hard. She to didn't get want to run, run away with you know the the knight over here, right. Sir Kristen Simpoy. Yeah. But uh, she's ready to run away with her uncle, which just makes it so weird because it's her fucking uncle. It seems like yeah. I mean, it's hard to tell, but it seems like she really does have a thing for him. Yeah, or yeah, she like just teasing him and or leading him on or or something like that. So after this man, I mean, wisely so they get the whole thing <laughs> over with and they just have the wedding quietly. And they don't have yeah. the seven nights of tournament and and then a major over the top when they just he do the just, shit. Yeah, he was such a sniveling little bitch doing this. Bitch. At the same time, we see uh, Sir Kristen Cole goes out to the God's Wood. And I thought it was pretty cool. He, he basically goes to kill himself. Yeah, uh, and he, he dishonored him. himself. Yes, because he dishonored himself. That's a, a major motivating character, uh, you know, like reason behind what, everything he did. What he did. He soiled his white cloak. Right. Mm-hmm. The kings, so he. He feels like he's completely ruined his life, doesn't know wh- where to go, doesn't know where he fits in anymore. So the only thing he sees left to do is kill himself. So it's pretty cool. Boy. If you if the way he was going to kill himself was like a seppuku, which is like a yeah. Japanese samurai yep. ritual way to kill yourself, where you stab yourself in the chest with your your dagger. I thought that was pretty cool, like little like homage to seppuku, mm-hmm. like a, a samurai, like a knight yeah. uh, committing suicide. And then the show ends. And I don't blame him at all. King Viserys, he just passes the fuck out. He's had enough of all these people's yeah. trauma and all the shit. And I mean, could you blame He's him? He's losing blood. He has infections. Yeah. yeah here, my question, though, is uh, Allison stops uh, Kristen from killing himself. Right. I think so. Yeah. Wondering what that relationship's going to be like. Because when, when they were little girls... Sir Kristen was the knight and he wasn't on the honor guard or whatever it is Kingsguard. back then. The King's Guard back then. I kind of feel like they both were attracted to him when they were younger. And now I think 
Allison's going to try and get her fill of some soy boy. Could be. Or she could be, you know, looking to play the Game of Thrones, right? Or, like, yeah, use know. him yeah. to kill uh, Rhaenyra's, maybe something like that. Right. Like use, you know, manipulate and whatnot and play the Game of Thrones. Like saying, we'll see. This is it now. I'm pretty sure now we're going to get a major time passage mm-hmm. in the next episode. I'm not sure if we're ever going to see, uh, you know, the, the, the younger characters again. Maybe we will briefly. Or maybe they'll just the next episode will start and they'll give an explanation like they've done some no. of the other ones. Ten years has passed, something like that. Um, I thought it was really good, man. Uh, you know, it even ended poetically after Viserys collapses. Uh, the rat like eating no. the blood, and then the whole episode felt like I was reading a book. You know, reading a poem. Very well done, in my opinion. I'm gonna give it a nine and a half. I thought it was one of the best episodes, and it didn't yeah. really have. It didn't really need any action. It's no. besides the one little fight and it was kind of shrouded. It stood on yeah. its own with just drama, poetic shit it was awesome. I'm, I'm giving it an eight as well. Uh, it's up there for me. I sat there and as tired as I was, I. Yeah, I fucking clapped and marched my ass up to bed. <laughs> it was it was a good episode and especially for a building episode, you know, they they might be on to something now where they did such a building episode with such a thriller and drama to it that like a building episode doesn't need to be two episodes. We could fit a building episode into an hour, you know, so where, you know, like Last Kingdom was very good at build, battle, build, build, battle, build, battle, where we can't do, you know, The Walking Dead where Fun stuff, episode one, fun stuff, episode 10. You know, the rest is all building in the middle. And I think if they stay on this track, they're going to do very well. Yeah, so I'm giving so, it man. an eight. And I be the only reason why I'm really giving it an eight is because I really feel like the next several episodes, there's so much room for it to be even better. Then I could start giving it a nine and a ten. Yeah, they, they, they have spent time investing in the characters, investing in drama. You've now seen a lot of like these people got history yeah. with each other, all of them to some extent or another. They've done something to each other. They've fucked. They've sucked. Everything's gone <laughs> crazy. And in the future, as things play out, you're going to see like, you know, people are going to have access to grind and yeah. shit's going to go down. So it's, it's going to be good. They've also they've done a great job staying loyal to the book, not really veering too much. Of course, they're probably a little bit scared uh, to go away from anything that George has yeah. written. But that's a good thing. He wrote a good story. Adapt yeah. it and just make it work. And then you can add in little stuff like the scene with the uh, wife in the beginning where you kind of actually see now what really went down. So, yeah, yeah. let's uh, I think that's a good place to wrap it up. We will be back for uh, episode six. See what happens next time. All right. Doom Nation. That's been another doomed review on the House of the Dragons. See, I almost said Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Doom Nation. Have a good night. Peace out. Make sure you like, share and subscribe.